0: Welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Who. Uh, I'm your host, Luke. I'm joined by Ryan. Ryan, you there? I'm here. Oh, okay. Ben? Ben, you here I, this time? I am here. You ben
1: made it better. You, you showed
0: up. Thank, thanks. I did. Thanks for taking the time out of your day for this ben. <laughs> And we're uh, joined by, by Monica. Hello. Welcome, Monica. Um, no. It th- this is your first time on who gives a hoot. It has gotta be a hoot. Uh,
2: I'm excited to have a hoot.
0: <laughs> well we we've got uh, got some exciting news coming up here. And um, we'll let, let Ryan Ryan please take this off for me.
3: Yeah, so uh we have we have a new signing for the team. Um Kevin Piedrahita, right? That guy? Yeah, right? yeah.
0: Crushed. Uh, I'm very there. excited with him, but we'll assume
3: that's fine. Yeah. He, he can he can block me on Twitter too. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's 2013. That's true. I did see that. Yeah, um, yeah. It looks like he spent uh, his last year or his whole pro career down in Colombia, and even his youth career down there. No,
1: a um, the whole one.
0: No, uh, he did play one game for the U.S. Uh, under 20 squad uh, okay, against Canada. You know, okay.
3: We well, there we go. One game outside of Columbia. Hey, <laughs> I,
0: I, I'm happy for it. And he's uh, theoretically, <laughs> you can get some more here, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, 29 uh, year old goalkeeper. What do we think about that? Little old. Hey,
0: not for a goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, I mean comp- he's in his prime compared to Rashid. <laughs> but let let's be honest here is we we need a we need a person to push uh push Rashid a little bit further.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's Yeah, I mean the fascinating find. And I think with Jay's track record of digging up guys that we've never heard of, but you know, <laughs> he's pretty high, right? I mean yeah, for I instance.
0: That's it it's promising. Um, I would like to say he was born in Queens.
3: Yeah, he's. I mean, he's an American.
0: Uh, no, just spent- no, no, uh, he was born in Queens, which that now makes Jimmy spreadsheets. James <laughs> <Paul> <laughs> the schoolkeeper from Queens on the union. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The real petty move on Jay's part to sign a goalkeeper just to relegate James to second yeah, Queens goalkeeper status.
0: I, I was talking to him and he was like, Oh, I, I'm definitely gonna be second string this year. No. <laughs> and then sign another guy from Queens really to put him in his place. Just oof, oof. Rough. Well,
3: and I mean, so we're talking outside of uh outside of one se- one of her one team he played for. He really hasn't had a ton of appearances either while he was been in Columbia um, from 12 to 16. He had about 25 appearances, but other than that, it's been like
0: two to five. So, so, so it's, uh, it's comfortable riding the pine.
1: Well, and let me, let me give you another person who came into his age 29 year with about as many professional appearances. Uh, 30. Sosa.
0: That's true. Um, However, Sosa didn't
3: have a, have a new who in front of him.
0: Though. Uh, I will also say Faraday had been working on his backflip for many years <laughs> <laughs> because Jesus, that, that backflip. Whew. That, that, that's a 10 out of 10, maybe even 11 out of 10. Uh, no, it, it, it's great. Looking forward to a few more of those this year, but I, I I'm excited to see Kevin here. I no. I, I hope this really, really brings our goalkeeping level to to eleven. Uh, I'm going to stick with that trend today. Uh.
3: <laughs> well, I think I think too, knowing that uh, Sam's gone and officially <laughs> announced it, uh, Oklahoma City. Congrats, Sam! Um, yes, very, very happy for Sam. But you know, having knowing that he had to step in for a game and a half. You know, uh, with the red card and everything else, it you got saved you need of the to month. Sure you have somebody got saved of the month. Yeah. But you got to have somebody that's ready to step in. Right? Yeah. So
0: you need someone who's able to travel, to some experience, which is something uh, Brian Holt was maybe not able to uh, when he was brought in as the, the third goalkeeper last season. But right. th- this definitely seems like a good signing, good depth um, addition, someone to challenge. Uh, challenge new who and i'm excited to see what it brings to our chances in the u.s open cup no! hey, look at that oh, man.
3: <laughs> we just get more and more professionals uh,
0: i don't know about that
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right now here's where i'm going to throw it a little bit monica how familiar are you with the u.s open cup
2: uh, decently familiar
0: All right. How excited are you to see Omaha potentially represented in the U.S. Open Cup?
2: Crush it and win it. Very excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get us that champ or that birth in the CONCACAF Champions League. I mean, I'm
1: looking at a treble personally. What I'm thinking.
0: I'd love to see SBT, Grace. I mean, just be be absolutely fantastic.
3: Yeah, Kyle. Yeah,
0: Kyle. (laughs) Uh, to, to be fair, Kyle's also a Colm fan, and I, I feel bad. We, that Byron fan, we kind of kicked his butt. Uh, <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, that was a real. Yeah,
0: the uh, lo- little bit bad. And Byron also beat Tigres. Just, just sorry,
1: Kyle. Sorry. Um, no, and but with. A competition in the world, right? <laughs> well,
0: yeah, apparently. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. But U.S. Open Cup, that, that's definitely something where we were really hyped about that last year. We we're either going to play Med City or Des Moines um, at Caniglia. Don't know where, where we're going to be playing it this year. But it's definitely a huge, huge deal. Uh, get all these guys out there playing potentially against MLS sides, against championship sides, in a actual competition with some stakes on the line. Uh, maybe some Omaha steaks, but at least at least something out there. what's your your dream dream pairing on this guys? And Monica.
2: I will leave this one to the I mean, I- for your dream pairings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: well, looking up. I'm looking at mine up.
0: All right, come on, come on. I, I threw something on the floor. Ryan, do it, your own. Research. Do your research.
1: <laughs> you.
3: You want me to tell you who my dream pairings are? Well, do it. I think, I I really feel like in the initial round we're probably not going to see an MLS team, so I would love to see Des Moines right away. Just, I think that would bring a lot of intrigue. Um, side. But if we, yeah, but if I if I really if I really had my way, regardless of the round, if we can play sport in Kansas city, that'd be amazing.
0: Now you bring that up. And while Ben's digging through his notes,
1: <laughs> yep, 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 yep,
0: do you think Peter Vermees this year would put in his a squad? Or do you think we'd actually have a chance? Put, Cause he'd be playing all his kids.
3: I, I think he's going to have a lot of kids either way though. Cause a lot of the, you know, Beasler's gone. Well, it
0: seems like he brought in half of France.
3: Yeah, Philippe, Philippe's gone now. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel gone. like
0: Jersey's in Korea.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like you're, it's going to be a new look team anyway. And that, regardless if he plays the kids or plays a new team early on, they may not have gelled yet. And we have a team coming back where the core played together for a full season well, would, and were very successful. Would you say Greg Hurst might
0: set that gel on fire?
1: <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Go, go. <laughs> no,
0: I, I, I definitely agree.
1: Oh, um, we just want more and more. <laughs> uh,
0: Sporting Kansas City and Des Moines are, are the two top picks. Uh, alternatively, if we're looking at the top eight from championship uh, actually playing, I'd yep. love maybe having a way day down in San Antonio. San Antonio is a nice city. I wouldn't you mind going back.
1: Going to be the top eight. I had a good time when I went to San Antonio as well. Do you think that's going to be the eight group winners <laughs> from San Antonio? No, no, no. That, my my thing just <laughs> got out. I would <laughs> never. <laughs> no i i
0: I think uh i think it'll be top eight um
1: but like they had eight groups last year right do you think it's the eight group winners i i think so okay i'd like that i'd imagine
3: so
0: it would be nice to think at least and then we got nisa who's gonna put forward two teams do they do they have two consistent teams
3: Detroit would probably
0: be the most consistent. Wait, 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 no, the roots aren't there. Miami? No, no, Miami's not there. Uh sorry. USL team. No. Oh the Cosmos. Um, the Cosmos. Oh. oh no. <laughs> um, so the the good team in Chattanooga and Detroit City, those are the only two teams I'm actually aware of that are consistent in NISA. I mean,
3: you got to stick around to be consistent, yeah. right?
0: Uh, th- those two would be fun. But Ben, I- I've given you enough time. Give me your picks.
1: Uh, I'd like to see El Paso Locomotive or Louisville City.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Not so, not yeah, too far. Quality, quality sides. Um, you know, obviously, I think like a New Mexico United or a Phoenix Rising would be great, mm. but I, I think those are probably out of our region. Well, and, uh, you know, Sebos Unidos did not do that well last year because they played uh, zero games at home.
0: True. <laughs> well, de- definitely with uh, with El Paso, I'd love to see that because we did have Sebos last year who came from exactly. El Paso. Exactly. Very, Little emotional yeah. tie. Yeah, that, that very emotional year, 2019, uh, with El Paso. Uh, you no, know, a lot of a lot of ties there, and some had such a huge impact here. Um, I I'd, I'd love to see that, and I know he's still in the metro. Just had his daughter here, so that that would be fantastic to see him around, uh, cheering us on over them. Be be just something I'd love to see. Now, Monica. Expecting you to understand everything about lower division American soccer. (laughs) What do you? you
1: A year to get up and go.
2: (laughs) So, I mean, you, uh, Ben. I think you mentioned like Phoenix Rising and Louisville as being fun pairs, and just strictly like from knowing a couple players on each of those squads, that would that would be a fun matchup. Um, And I like your your take too on. Can you get some regional teams out here and drive some some uh, geographic rivalries?
1: I think the one that hasn't been mentioned is uh, balloons.
0: Nah, get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we we already beat them. We don't need to see them again.
1: That's true. <laughs> we can beat some other up west side.
0: Yeah, let us let's, uh, let's go to those uh, rapids. The rapids is is that a team? Are they are they still solvent?
1: Easy win.
0: <laughs> Easy Union Omaha win, yes. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: uh but so I, I think I think we uh we kind of covered where US Open Cup. No, yeah. we we've got got lots of options. None of them make any more sense than the other. Um all just kind of up in the air, but it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 well,
3: I, maybe I'll actually be able to use my ticket this year.
0: No, no. Well, did they actually refund us or do they just like say, oh, we'll get that back to you eventually?
3: I think you had to send some. I don't I, know. I just kept my it ticket because I didn't care. Like
0: they're terrible. Yeah. No. We we've got a uh, players have started preseason quarantining. Currently, as we're recording this, uh, really excited to get them in. Hearing there's somewhere around ten trialists, so best of luck to them. I, I hope you're good enough to actually make the cut. And we only have one international roster slot, unless somebody got a green card in the off season or citizenship. Which, if you did get citizenship, congratulations. If you didn't, hope you got a green card. Uh, otherwise, absolutely great. To no hope, not too many year international because we only got one of those slots. And I'd really love to see some some new players and some new depth in there. Uh, Absolutely.
1: I'm going
0: to turn it over to Ben to
1: Yay! get this, uh, get we, this going. Yeah,
0: uh...
1: with uh, Monica Bo Silovac. Yes. Back. Yeah, close enough. Uh, so. Monica, can you introduce yourself for us, please?
2: I sure can. Uh, my name is Monica Bosilovac. I am the executive director of a nonprofit here in town called Football for the World. I also um, coach high school soccer for Marion High School. Those are the two hats that I'll I'll start with tonight. Nice. Yes.
1: Can you uh, Can you tell us your own personal soccer story that led you to? You know, run a soccer nonprofit and be a soccer coach. Yeah,
2: for sure. Um, I'm from Omaha. I, you know, played soccer growing up. I started at St. Margaret Mary in the Catholic Youth Soccer League and rose through the ranks. I played um, for Gladiator before it was OFC and now Sporting Omaha FC. I played for two high schools. I went to both West Side and Marion. And then eventually I went on and played at the University of Nebraska, Omaha for their women's side there. So I was there during the time where we switched from division two to division one. And it was at the same time that you know the men's program got started at UNO. So that was kind of my playing career. And when I was at UNO, I was fortunate that I was able to study abroad. And uh, it was the first time that I traveled outside of the country. I decided to go to Botswana and had to stay in soccer shape, got to play a lot of pickup soccer there. And I didn't have to report back to uh, you know, fall conditioning yet. And so I went on and I got to coach a girls team in Tanzania. And so really those travel experiences and um, meeting the founder of football for the world, Oli Khan, um, he's a Canadian guy. We both coached together in Tanzania. So that was the start of like kind of coaching and getting involved with football for the world. And we can talk more about that a little bit. Um, And then really just once I, I finished playing in college, I was really fortunate that I had a previous coach of mine reach out and say, Hey, I think you'd make a really good coach. Will you come be my assistant? And I, you know, you like coach at summer camps or you might, I coached a couple like first and second grade teams as a volunteer, but I never really saw myself as a soccer coach and really him just like reaching out, tapping me on the shoulder, inviting me to be his assistant is what got me hooked on coaching. So I started coaching back at Westside. Their- oh. <laughs> and then after a year there is when I switched over. I went to Marion again, and this will be my seventh season, I think. Yeah, sixth or seventh. It's hard to remember. with um, So I've been at Marion for, you know, six years or so and been working on my different coaching licenses throughout the time, too, and then I get to coach as part of my role with Football for the World. So. We lead programming for first through sixth graders. So I I get to dabble a lot in coaching and um, I'm really glad I've stayed involved in the game in that capacity. Now, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you.
0: I, I, I think you knocked out like every one of our first four questions.
2: <laughs> I'm happy to go more in depth.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you did, Monica. But can, can you break down a little bit more of what about what Football for the World does locally as well as globally? Yeah, of
2: course, of course. Um, so really, Football for the World, we're a nonprofit organization. Um, we're based, The Football for the World USA side is based here in Omaha. Our goal and our focus is really on making the game of soccer as accessible to people as possible, regardless of your gender, regardless of your socioeconomic status, your race, your sexual orientation, your geographic location, where you know, where you live, whatever barrier you might be facing. If you face a barrier to playing soccer or being involved in the soccer community, our organization wants to help you find those resources to overcome whatever that barrier may be. So, we do that in three different areas right now. The first is by collecting and redistributing soccer equipment. So we have plenty, we have lots of bins around town. You can drop off new or used soccer equipment. And we are responsible then for redistributing that gear to kids here in Omaha who might otherwise not be able to afford, you know, boots or have a ball to practice with at home or, you know, XYZ equipment piece that you might need. And then we also ship that equipment to our partner programs around the world. And what that does is when you're able to remove that, barrier of equipment if you if you don't have to pay for equipment that money that your family has can maybe be put towards something else maybe it can be put towards league fees maybe it's going towards transportation expenses maybe it's going towards you know that team buying a first aid kit so that their coach doesn't have to front the money and buy equipment for all their kids to play safely so that's number 1 is the equipment component The second area we focus on is the environment piece. So really, are fields accessible? Are they close? Are they in your neighborhood? Do you have a safe place where you can go play soccer, hang out with your friends, be your authentic self, um, and that it's, it's convenient to you? So we do field renovations, and those look a little different depending on which part of the world you're in. And... We can talk more about that later, too, because the final piece that we do is really that um, is development. And really, that's how do we make sure that, again, kids who otherwise wouldn't have access can afford to be in a program where they get really quality coaching and they're able to play the game. Um, and that goes into, you know, coaching leadership and how do we recruit coaches and do trainings for them and really recruit the best coaches that can connect with the communities that we're serving and keep the keep kids engaged and, and really develop them as, as players, but human beings too. So those are the, really, that's the outline of, of what football for the world does.
0: I mean, sounds like you've got a very dynamic organization that's hitting close to home, but also hitting all those places where we really want to see development grow. Um, especially amongst uh women across the world no but ryan i I feel like you got something
3: yeah so um you started talking about pitch development and stuff like that and i know that um you just had a project or there's a project with girls inc that um that just got announced. Yes, I'm so
2: so excited. Okay. so I'm sure, like people in the soccer world, I, I would imagine that you're pretty familiar with U.S. Soccer Foundation's initiative to you know convert um, small urban spaces or underutilized tennis courts into these like mini pitches, right? And there's a couple other mm-hmm. groups that have goals to create all these mini pitches across the U.S. before the World Cup comes here in 2026. So I've been watching these trends and environment has kind of been one of our our focus areas. And this was this past year was the first year where we were able to really sit down as an organization and say, all right, look, we've been talking about these mini pitches in Omaha for a while. What locations do we want to see these mini pitches get done? And can we be the ones to like take the lead and get this done? And we're like, yeah. So we looked at a couple different spots and Girls Inc really stood out because 5 6 years ago they didn't have a soccer program there. And so they started their soccer program and We as Football for the World were able to provide equipment for them and it's grown and we help provide the coaches and we do a lot of training and we we help
1: Don't you do? Don't you coach one of the teams? I, there? I sure
2: do. Well, I used to be more involved as like a direct coach <laughs> and now I kind of just get to help with each of the teams but love all those teams. So we looked at Girls Inc. and their program started and they have a green space on their campus. And that's where we practiced in the beginning. And then the program grew to the point where we had, you know, over 60, 70 girls in the program. And what we were doing then is, you know, wow. practice would start after school and we would put the girls in shuttle buses and drive them down to the YMCA on 70s and Maple 76 78 and Maple which isn't super far but what was happening is that was two shuttle buses cuz we couldn't fit all the girls in one that meant two drivers were going it was pulling resources away from the center and staff to make this commute and so we just really looked at it and we we're like this would you know be a great location for us to build them a small mini pitch on their campus on the existing green space So that we can remove that transportation barrier and like really get girls excited about being on a soccer field. It's right there, putting it in the neighborhood so it's accessible to the community um, and really just infusing this like excitement around the game for these girls. So the project, um, we started fundraising for it last year. Now that the snow is melting and the ground is hopefully... you know (laughs) getting unfrozen we're gonna be able to get out there and uh break ground and start moving some dirt here in the next couple weeks and um we're using urban soccer park as the vendor and so it's a a pre-constructed field and they're gonna be able to come in and set it up for us um honestly in a matter of days so it should be done um you know in the next month it'll be up and ready for everyone to use yes
3: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I think these guys both know, but I spent uh, nine okay. years uh, working in child welfare. Um, and so I actually, when I was a case manager, I had okay. a few girls that attended Girls Inc. So oh, uh, I'm, I was I'm really so excited when I saw that. that project because, yeah,
2: yeah, you absolutely. Know, kids because, need you know, just because you're born in a certain part of town or you have these different barriers that if you like, let's get you a soccer field, you deserve it.
1: Absolutely, so I'll put yeah. the plug in right now.
2: We are, um, we are still fundraising to get us to the final, our final goal. So if anyone listening wants to contribute to this project, they can donate online at footballfortheworld.org. Or if you're a member of American Outlaws, they are doing a fundraising drive as part of this project. So you can give through their giving platform as well to help get us to the finish line. I yes, work. thank you.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. excellent awesome. work. Good work. You've been working <laughs> on that for a while. Well, I, I think Monica's probably been working on the plug since the first time uh, we tried to get her on the pod, which was what October. No,
2: well, I was um, you the <laughs> union. I mean, the supporters group you all collected gear during the open tryout for union was that in October.
0: Uh, I, no, well, Time warp, so. Yeah, that was November.
2: T-
1: yeah. Time is a, an abstract yeah. concept, and
0: Relative. let's really pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, a
1: flat circle. It's a, it's a social. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're,
0: we're very real here. Uh, so, I, I gotta ask. In jumping a little bit back. You, you coached in yes. Tanzania. Uh, you, you did did work um, yeah. studying in Botswana, uh, but while in Tanzania, did you find a Tanzania Premier League team to support? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I I truthfully did not. I <laughs> you have a t- okay. team for me to support? I have the Tanzania jersey, if that counts for anything.
0: Good yeah, good progress, awesome. but the Tanzanian um, uh, Women's Premier League has been making huge strides in the past couple of years, which ha- has been amazing. And the, the team I, I started following when I visited there last year, um, Yanga, which is one of the two main teams in Dar es Salaam, and the, their women's team is just absolutely crushing it this year. This
2: is amazing information, uh, and I am their next yeah,
0: biggest fan. It, yeah, it, it's worth following. Um, they're, they're really trying to boost it. You've got uh, Serengeti Light sponsors the league. Like it, it's, they're, they're really trying to make something out of it. Really appreciate how much effort they're putting into a, a women's league in, in Tanzania, considering how, How
2: much the rest of the world doesn't invest in women's football? Yeah, uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <it was. laughs>
2: well, I, I will
3: tell you this too. If Luke tells you to follow uh, certain uh, soccer teams on uh, social media, uh, definitely do it because they're always good follows. And that was one that he suggested to me, and it's just fun, like Instagram I, and stuff. There, I suggested you
0: for it. the jersey because I knew you're you're a jersey fanatic
3: yeah, I, know. I just i am i haven't pulled the trigger hey, on that I, one if yet if you
0: can find that how to get that jersey in the states like, like i had to five, one for each watch. of us
2: on this call yeah well,
0: i mean you
3: you overestimated <laughs> i mean, i make
0: it it, I had to uh, I had to walk th- like three miles in like a hundred degree heat to find a Yanga jersey from from where I was and I did it much to my wife's chagrin but it, it's done that that jersey has graced my back many times
2: my favorite uh, like right when I got to Botswana like the first weekend I got there there was a Botswana national team game and the stadium was right across the street from their university so. Are, yes, they, they have the sweetest jersey. The sweet it is like zebra print, basically. And I bought one. It's still one of my favorite jerseys I've ever gotten. But like foolish me, when I came back, I gave out a bunch of the soccer jerseys that I had collected as gifts to my friends. And so that was one of them that I'm just craving. I wish I have it had it back. But
0: okay. uh, I, th- there are so many. Just opportunities there uh, for soccer to continue to expand, and you know, every time I've every time I've watched or or been around a game, the the passion there is something I'm always hoping we can yeah. get here.
2: Yeah.
0: But all right, all right, now now we have to bring it back a little bit more, a little bit more locally, a little bit more more personally. But also, also out there. Uh, do you have any success stories that uh, locally or or outside that really just stand out to you?
1: This is a Twitter question. Thank you, Patrick yep. Walsh.
2: Hello, Patrick Walsh. Twitter. Thank you, Patrick. Um, hey. you know, I I really the Girls Inc. program as a whole is is something I'm really excited about because when you you know. Success stories, I think, take time. And I think the investment that we've made and this commitment that we've made to the girls that attend Girls Inc., you're going to start to see the benefits and the success of them as they grow. Um, I think sports can just like solve the world's problems and set this really strong base. And so I, I think there's a number of players that started in that program when they're They were in first or second grade and now they're in fifth or sixth grade. They've stayed with it. And I'm really excited um, just to like watch those players once they do get into high school and the impact that they could potentially have on any of if they choose to go to an OPS school and what that foundation at the youth level can do once those girls get to high school. Because, I mean, we know this, the OPS girls soccer programs are lagging behind other other schools in other parts of the city and the state. So um, I'm excited just about that program and what we're doing there and at a couple of the other programs that we work with in Omaha, just getting more kids playing the game. Um, And internationally too, I think there's just a lot of little moments that happen with kids that you see this like little bit of joy that getting a new pair of cleats really brings to them or having a jersey when it's like, you know, they might get an Elkhorn Soccer Club jersey donated, and when you're able to donate that, and they look at you and say, like, "Oh, do I? You know, is this mine? Do I get to keep this?" And You're like, "Yep, like that's your jersey." And the pride that these kids get when, like, they get a soccer jersey, they get to take it home; it's theirs, and then you see them wearing it the next week at training or. You know, you you might see him wearing it a year later when we visit similar, you know, like the same communities and stuff. So I think just overall, the pride and joy that comes with giving kids a unique soccer experience is is really just powerful, and and that's part of you know what we consider success for us is getting kids exposed to the game.
1: Fantastic. <laughs> um i gotta i guess this is more on the personal side what uh what soccer teams do you root for
2: all right usa women and you know usa as a whole jamaica the reggae boys and the reggae girls both have a very special place in my heart because kingston jamaica is our main international location so the reggae boys and the reggae girls for sure then when it comes to, and I don't know who I'm going to make upset on this pod or not.
0: You're allowed back.
2: So for EPL, I usually follow Arsenal the closest um, on both the men's and the women's side. And then <laughs> right <now>. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew that one was
1: coming.
2: Well,
0: to, to, to I'm be Manchester fair, uh, Ben's a Chelsea fan, Ryan's a Manchester United fan,
1: and I'm just okay. not an EPL fan okay. at all. Okay. So I
2: keep talking to you, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then and really on the women's side, like for EPL, <laughs> it's I love watching Man City, um, and I love watching Chelsea mostly because of their coach Emma Hayes is just such a boss. Um, and really, just any any game I can wake up and watch on a Saturday morning or Sunday, if it's on TV, I'm going to be watching it. So love it.
0: No, see, I, I I've got to convince you to, to get on to the Bayern okay. uh, women and okay. the Ajax women. Oh
1: yeah, yeah gotta, come on! I, I, Ajax is
0: hundred percent. Everyone who comes on this pod,
3: this what you don't know, this is an Ajax God. pod. <laughs> Yeah, we we try and convert uh, almost everybody. Uh, ben has
1: been resistant it's almost to it, more but of a bit we, than we're trying.
0: Now. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to end up being like an Eindhoven fan, which they they lose in the fight.
1: But no, still. No, 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 I got it wrong last time. It's the test that I'm a fan of.
0: Okay, okay, sorry. Because they're the Chelsea theater. <laughs> That's just yeah. kind of Chelsea. <laughs>
1: Like anything that yep. Mason Mount has played for, I'm going to root for. Let me be clear on that.
0: But at the same time, uh, the Dutch women and the German women, obviously, internationally are very competitive. Uh, and Ajax and the Bayern women both feed so much into those yeah. those national squads that, you know, they're, they're powerhouses in, in their own countries and then in the. Uh, Women's Champions League. uh, Very, very fun games. Mm -hmm. A lot of just absolute bangers scored. Uh,
1: Love it. Worth the watch.
0: As horrible as like 7-1 games sound, they're worth it.
1: (laughs) Especially when it's your team winning.
0: (laughs) Hey, I'm
1: sorry, Ben. Exactly. I don't cheer for
0: Chelsea. It's usually my team winning.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think I let you have it on Discord the other day when you were complaining about Byron for something. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: usually let me have it anytime one of my teams loses. but
1: It happen very often, so you really got to pile on when Byron loses.
0: Hey, the, the secret is I'm also a uh, Hanover 96 fan, so <laughs> if you want to see their record, go for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, all right <laughs> all
3: right um so you, you told us uh, Monica you told us a lot about uh, about your coaching and um and, and your work is there anything else that uh, we should know about you or things you like to do besides, well, and going, besides doing those going to Union Omaha games <laughs> watching <laughs> Arsenal
2: I mean, that in there of course um Right no on. i yeah, pretty easy cool. life like you'll catch me hanging out with my dog nelson that's you know i got to give him a shout but yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: big fan of the pod nelson <laughs> Perfect.
2: Yes, fr- Perfect.
3: maybe even friend of the pod we'll get him a this too. is a dog friendly
0: pod you
2: know i'm surprised i, we think, a bar I think we're all dog owners in the background yeah yet, but
0: uh, I, I I've currently got a dog just grooming herself at at my feet right now, so uh,
1: <laughs>
0: be, being very quiet, which is a rarity.
1: Yeah, part uh, of the reason I'm hiding out in the basement is so my dog is not <laughs> demanding things from me.
0: Okay, this changed from being an IX <laughs> pod to dog. a secret dog pod. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the
2: true um, Nelson does my dog Nelson. He it's does give me advice out old. for every Marion. Soccer game. So okay. if you want to follow the hashtag Nelson's Game Day Advice for just pictures of Nelson, that's your go to spot. Yeah. Oh
0: man. Okay. Uh not like the octopus in Germany that predicts <laughs> World Cup
1: games.
2: He does not do game predictions.
0: Oh damn. Advice, you know, <laughs>
2: pump up talks. It's just know, advice. Advice is better. He's got multiple uh, outfits, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay.
0: That's fair. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose worth a follow. Uh, what what it's, media
2: it's do we follow? It's just Twitter on? and it's just the hashtag Nelson's Game Advice. We haven't made the full plunge to giving him his own account yet.
3: Okay, I just pulled one up.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: I've I just pulled one up from yep. May
3: of 2019. Be ready. be ready for whatever comes <laughs> our way today right. in soccer. See
0: Ryan, uh, plug that on the, uh, the question. Uh, question thread. So that way, we we never forget.
1: <laughs>
0: okay,
3: I will do that right so, now.
0: This is this is very important. We need a preview of the twenty twenty one high school girls this soccer season.
2: Yes! yes. Look at that enthusiasm. Yes.
0: <laughs> See, we we've got lots of fans of all levels listening, um, and with COVID abating. Everyone wants to see live soccer. So come on, break it down.
2: All right. So I'm going to plug Marion high school. Obviously. Um, (laughs) We, today we're recording on our very first day of tryouts. So I think like a lot of other coaches, you know, you, we missed out on an entire high school season last year. No one got a game in the world, shut down um, in the middle of most people's spring breaks, I think. So, no one got a game last year, which means I don't know if anyone knows what to expect this year. Um, we lost a pretty large group of seniors. So um, we'll have a fresh a fresh squad with a lot of um, new faces, which I'm really excited about. We'll see how that unfolds over the next couple of days. Um, you know, I think there's some dark horses in Class A this year that could come through. Um, And then you've all, you know, you have your Millard West, Millard North um, teams that we typically have come across um, in my experience coaching one of those two teams each year in the state finals. Um, But it's it. This can be anyone's year. We've you know, everyone's got a year under their belt of girls training on their own and seeing what they can come back and prove at the high school season. I'm just going to plug high school soccer in general because I love the season setup. I love that girls get to play for their school, play with girls different ages, get experience with a new coach or a different coach. Maybe one that you don't have in club and just being able to rep your high school is I just love that so much. And I love Marion, obviously, because we have a really long tradition and, and strong soccer culture at our school.
0: It, and I am going to come fully clean on this. Ben wrote this question and definitely catered it to Nebraska. And <laughs> as someone who lives in Iowa, I'm just going to say, yeah.
1: Eh. Hey, but Luke, but Luke the, the Nebraska State Tournament <laughs> yeah. is a magical thing. And it really is like, I mean, I, I can't think of a lot of other high school sports that I've streamed from my house because I don't <laughs> you know was
2: I remember playing in the high I school like state championship that's and afterwards true. my dad said listen like you'll you know this was a great game this was awesome and you know you still have so much like what's in the game <laughs> um you did your research <laughs> but like I just remember, even in all of college, I never played in front of a crowd like I did at Morrison. And that was the state tournament's really cool.
1: The first well, soccer game I went to when I moved back was the 2013 state championship game between prep and South with like, you know, 8,000 people in yeah, the that, fans. And it was incredible. Yeah.
0: Is it, that currently the highest attended? soccer game in the state of Nebraska? Yeah. I think
1: it was one of
3: the highest... Well, no, but just games soccer games.
0: Like probably since Union Omaha didn't get full yeah. capacity last year.
1: There's right. a couple other games that might... Like, there was a game where a team from Mexico played a, a team of All-Stars from South Omaha, and there was a U.S. Women's National Team game that might be I up there. I don't think but but, National
2: like, Team game drew I mean, this, as much as a South...
1: High school, yeah. No, I,
0: I I think they were max capped at like 6,500 uh, due to fire code.
1: It was a beautiful night that night. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. I also learned about Vine that <laughs> night, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, and no, then, he, they, about then
0: it. he contributed his what, like, what was it, like <laughs> two-second <laughs> clip <laughs> yeah. to the, the Star, Wars, uh, Star Wars movie made out of Vine? Oh man! Um, oh.
1: All right. Well, I had a follow up question about your game winning goal, uh, which is if your school has won 14 championships, like does it take the shine off of winning one a little bit? Oh, it's bit, still or incredible! It still,
2: you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's so <still> incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll disclose. Then, uh, I was there. Um, there was a a gap. There was like a seven year gap where Marion did not win a state title, and we broke that gap with my senior year. So I'm I'm really grateful that like we we got one state championship nice. out of it. And you know now that I coach I, at Marion's field, we have this shed that lists all the different years we've won. And the girls won't ask me. They won't ask me if I won a state championship. They'll say. Hey, what year did you graduate? And when I say, when I say what year, then they all turn their heads and look at the shed and like do a little quick cross reference if I have a state championship or not.
1: That's pretty good Catholic (laughs) education right there. They're using their. I guess this isn't really a question, but I do. Well, okay. Do you miss uh, your former mascot and 2021? changemaker of the year
2: Kennedy. <laughs> oh my gosh Fop of course one of the best mascots <laughs> Marion's seen alongside her sister Deirdre you know she followed in some close footsteps
1: yeah. just wanted yes, to give a please. shout out to the Kennedy family all day All right, Ben you're done you're done <laughs>
3: <laughs> all I'm, all I'm thinking about is my daughter's trying. My daughter's six. She's gonna be seven in a couple weeks. She wants to. She's getting into I'm soccer more and more, girl. but she'll only watch women's games with me. um Yeah, if I have, I get, on get her into five, Liga five, Neckies, uh femenil. Manchester United
2: women's it, 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 is it,
3: on. She's it, like, oh, it, let's it, watch it, this. It, so,
2: yes, bring her to me. Well, yeah. I'm just, thinking I'm oh, gonna take her great to Mary High School games.
3: That's what I'm going to do because <laughs> then it's local, it's close. Mm-hmm. She's oh, six, like when, when I was like growing up, sugar, I remember cutting out
2: clippings of the Marion, like Marion News, Marion Soccer newspaper articles on my wall. So, yeah, she can 100% start doing that and coming to all of Amazing.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, How well, can people makes, get involved word, with uh,
2: football for the world? Great question. Thanks for asking um donating gear new or used and you can find our drop-off locations on our website or you can send me an email and i'm happy to pick it up or arrange a a drop-off um hosting a watch party is always a really fun one we've had different supporters groups host a watch party virtual or in person depending on what COVID allows and doubling that kind of as a fundraiser for us so ask you know Educating people on what we do and asking for donations at that time, maybe hosting a raffle. We can take that a number of different ways. And it's just a really fun way to um, bring people together and have them support a really great cause. If anyone is interested in coaching in our after school programs, um, we run those all year round. Spring or fall is when we have teams that would have games. And just great coaches, role models, people that care about the kids and are willing to make a difference. We always appreciate having you around. That would be one way to get involved locally. Um, And then on social media, you know, tweet and retweet and share fun articles. Tell your friends about us. um, Let people know that programs like this do exist in Omaha and are, are meeting a need here. And just continue to convince people that. Soccer can solve the world's problems and be used for social good. I think the more people that think like that and broadcast that message are great to have in this world. And that's one one really great way that doesn't cost you anything and is a great way to support us and our message.
0: Now, uh, along that lines, where can people follow Football for the World?
2: We have a Facebook page, Football for the World. We have a Twitter page, at um, football, and then the number four and then TW because I don't know someone must have had our full name or it was too long or something. Uh. And then Instagram is football. And then the number four, the world. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're also on LinkedIn and then our website, football for Beautiful. Donate. Also, if you just want to donate, that's a great way. Like I said, you can finish off rounding out the fundraiser for the mini pitch. You can put money towards future projects. You can sponsor a shipment to a team in a different part of the world. Um, we we've got a lot of different things that, that you can help support and make happen in the soccer world. Yeah. Great. I do. Excellent. Uh, I'm happy do to. Do you want
3: to stick around for some more uh, Twitter questions?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Awesome. All right. Ben, Chip ben De Rippa, Rippa asks, what impact would a UO women's side have on the sport here Ooh, in town? Okay,
2: do, do all of us get to answer this?
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we roundtable these, but you should start that okay.
2: Um. Hello, Chip DeRippa. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you
1: should definitely start that one. <laughs> it,
0: it's just Chip. He he. he
1: okay. He's, okay. The,
3: <laughs> it's just
1: chip.
0: <laughs> if you ever no, meet Chip in person, please I'm just sorry, call him you, Chip no, rip Up. She can just keep
3: calling me. I,
1: I, I
2: sure easy. will. <laughs> what? Um, what impact would you, O Women's side, have on the sport here in town? Um, I mean, I think that would, I think that would personally be incredible because. My like half of my life's mission, if not my entire life's mission is to get equal opportunities for men and women to be involved in sport. So, you know, if the investment is there and we can make that happen, like what an amazing opportunity for women to be hel- elevated and highlighted on the same level as a men's soccer team. So, you know, you can take your daughter to a game that's professional women's soccer in Omaha. That'd be dope. And like, it happened. <laughs> be great.
1: My my oldest is like Ryan's daughter, who like you know, if it's guys, like yeah, okay, dad, great, we're watching this, we're watching that. But if it's girls, there's like a level of enthusiasm. Well, it it about really it.
2: makes it real. With like person, that's I'm, like that's me. I could do that. You know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Representation matters.
3: Well, we watched We watch the. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, and we watched the Canada-U.S. Women's game for the She Believes Cup and the next day was library day at school. My daughter <laughs> comes home with an Alex Morgan book and she's like, read this yeah, to me. Man. And I was like, okay, here we go.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, My kids made it maybe like 30 minutes to yeah. that game and then it was back to toys. But still, hey, it, it was not it's the okay. best
0: game to be watching.
1: Uh, hey,
3: but my daughter's got like a year and a half on them. I had to explain that
1: <laughs> there's defense and offense.
0: Uh yeah.
1: Doing well offensively, and one
0: team uh, is doing well. Well, as the one non father, non girl dad on the pod, uh, <laughs> I, I think it'd be fantastic. I think uh, USL is making huge strides towards getting a women's league here. Um, I hope Union Omaha is committed. Gretna Soccer, I believe, has an NWPSL team, which is like a semi pro um U23 side at eight.
2: Correct. so they're in the i think it's they're, the WPS league i think they yeah, switched it, from WPL. Yeah. And it yeah. is um it, you know it's kind of that to fill that gap and make sure that players are prepared when they yeah. go back to college and that league is uh so i think they're committed to becoming pro in 2022 if i'm my timeline's correct and if i have the right league
0: Wh- Which um, is awesome and i hope covid didn't throw them off because Honestly, that that needs that that's a need I see here in the metro. Is like everyone has said, something to aspire to. Yeah, uh, the same as a, a men's pro team here. Seeing all of the kids out there, male and female, just seeing live soccer at a professional level in their metro. Seeing guys who you know may just be staying at the third tier, but then also our first game against North Texas, one of those guys is now on loan to Bayern Munich. Like Mm -hmm. there's serious opportunity in professional soccer, regardless of the level. And I'd love to see that here in the Metro, especially if USL is looking to offer like a second tier or a second and third tier uh, women's professional league.
1: Well, and uh, whoever runs that WPSL team, uh, if you need help with marketing, get at me at union underscore Omaha underscore Ben on Twitter, because you guys ran an entire season in 2019, less than one mile from my house. <laughs> and I didn't know about it until three months after it was over and, uh, really bummed me out. So I'd love ben, to Ben, I, you I know who list.
2: to connect you with to make that happen. So thanks for volunteering for that already. <laughs>
1: great happy to do it i was I, like matt told me about that like after i started at the club and i was like wait what <laughs> like i was dragging my daughter to bug eaters games i'm wearing my bug eaters jersey today no offense to bug eaters but like she loved that she's how much more she would have loved watching girls you, play? Like, you
0: need to get it on that and switch well, that to the kings uh oh, yeah. they, they seem to have planted bug eaters and they also <laughs> have a women's side
1: I'm all about it. I'm really not excited about going to Uh, an indoor soccer event at the moment, but you
2: know, whatever whatever level of professional, um, if a women's professional side were to be brought here, I I would just really want to make sure that it was at that highest level of professional that we can can achieve, because that's the level of investment that I want to see. Yeah.
3: It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting too, with NWSL, um, not work, relying on, uh, you know, United, the United soccer, you know, the United States soccer federation for their funding, and you know, where they were placing certain players on, uh, you know, on, on teams and kind of, you know, on that stuff, but you know, I wonder what the NWSL NWSL side announced new
2: owners to their um, group and added a bunch of um, high level names too, which is exciting to see that evolution of new owners being infused into the NWSL and a lot of women owners, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. Well,
3: that's my hope too. Like we, we've talked about, um, with with USL, how much former uh, former men's national team players have been investing either in teams or as coaches? Oh, come on, T- tell me about Elisa. mention at least a couple those, in USL. Uh, some of those guys investing. I mean, you got Beasley.
0: League. Yeah, yeah, you've got yeah. And it is
3: good. in USL. Demarcus Beasley, yeah. The worst,
1: the worst uh, goalkeeper in USL championship. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but,
1: but but I, you know it's
3: just if, if we can see if, if the USL can have a viable women's option, maybe former women's national team players or people mm. on that side would be would be willing to invest in that level too, and that's a great you know, S-
0: Sorry, Ben, I, I have to go back to the <laughs> that's joke. Okay.
3: We do that all the time.
0: Tim Howard <laughs> and Sam Howard are both in the USL championship at the same time. The Battle of the Howard.
3: No, and one and one, yeah, I and won one one goal of the month and one did yeah, really clear. Who's who's gonna and win one, that did one did not,
0: hundred <laughs> percent.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he might lose. He might lose on tattoos, physique, TV career. I don't know, whatever. But
0: uh, on Sam, right Sam now, wins on personality one. and skill. <laughs> uh, I've never met Tim either. Um, I I hear no writer for for the blog. Um, At least we we still have a blog. Uh, It hasn't been written in a while. But Liam Liam likes him. (laughs) Occasionally. Now, the next question. What is your favorite bridge?
1: (laughs) Nice. Can I take this one first? No, no.
0: I'm gonna go on an I'm gonna go on it. It's Bob. No, It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bob?
1: Yeah, that's yeah, obviously. <laughs> Bob's oh my gosh! Oh, uh, Bob. oh, no.
2: no, uh, you're right. riding the bridge
0: over Dodge of, Street. Ueno, that, that is, I that I think think is. Gonna be a
2: winner. Get out of here. Get, Get out of here. here. I, I mean, I don't want to I don't wanna throw
1: too much shade, but that bridge is not ADA accessible and hits gradients of upwards of 12 to 15 percent as you're going over it whereas bob is under at all times the threshold for ada accessibility which means it tops out at 4.9 percent which is the maximum allowable grade and it's beautiful it's designed to make it look like the river and it connects iowa and omaha and opens up an entire world for pedestrians and bike riders
0: Yeah, why, why are you driving down but, Dodge Street? And no orbit?
3: Signs from it as you're driving down Dodge cool. Street. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'd
1: see it on
0: the Because of the free Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah, you would. And the, the signs are I all will also that. say the foot traffic at the Omaha side of the uh, Bob Carey pedestrian bridge single-handedly prolonged my nonprofit career by several years. So I'm, you know... I also just want to mention... <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I, I do That's love the bridge and it's fabulous. And as someone who was uh, actually really afraid of bridges as a child and didn't realize that that continued in, as an adult until I was riding my bike across the Golden Gate Bridge for the first time. And I was like, oh, I had a crippling fear of bridges as a child. Cool. <laughs> and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid because of the bridge for whatever reason. Yeah. So it's great. Exactly, low gradient, low gradient. And it's, it just never goes that high. Well, Downgate, my bridge
0: my, like, my you know, early uh, bridge love got, got ruined. Million dollar bridge got knocked down, replaced with the Casco Bay Bridge. And that's just sad, sad.
1: So if we're going to talk about mean bridges, you know, there's like yep. a series of bridges outside of Brunswick, right? I remember very fondly walking over... Like uh, it's a Cumberland Farm, a where uh, you make a left turn on. Oh, oh yeah, fair enough. Uh, you make a left turn on uh, on Route One and go to the new, yeah. like expressway to Bath from Brunswick. Anyway, that second bridge there, I remember walking across as like a really small child with my grandfather, and so now, I have a fun. Memory the
0: right the bridges on Route One are great, but you know, a million dollar bridge just because. <laughs> Cool. It always stuck to me. It's like, you could build this bridge across that for a million dollars. Like, come on infrastructure really skyrocketed in price. Uh.
1: Yeah. I got, <laughs> a, I got one more mean bridge story. The first time I drove across the bath bridge, the new one was in the middle of the night. And I was like, I'd driven across that bridge so many times that I was like, I'm in a different place spatially. I'm not sure how, and I have to see it. But I somehow knew. I oh, there,
0: there. I, I have one more, one more. There, there's the observatory. Uh, wait, where is it? It's they, they just built a new suspension bridge, um, north of Camden, and just absolutely gorgeous. You got this huge tower up there, see everything all around. Great bridge, but
1: Bob. Bob Beautiful. I haven't been north uh, of Kansas. Bringing it back to the plains. A while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 sorry. <laughs> so, some of us
0: appreciate some good, uh, good public infrastructure. Uh, th- this is for the class. How do you think Union Omaha has changed the soccer culture in Omaha? And that—that's from. He edited the notes himself. Pod tech whiz. Or, or is he Ben? <laughs> All right.
1: I, wrote, I wrote uh, that.
0: <laughs> but that, that. That's from producer Riley Martin, uh, who's also the menace of other independent teams in the league uh, as he dropped across country randomly. Don't, don't even know. <laughs> yeah, you will.
3: Well...
0: That, that is a, a reasonable and question. Uh, how do you think behavior. Union Omaha has changed agriculture in Omaha? If it has.
1: Oh, we should have Monica go last.
2: Well, don't put that pressure on, on me, but I'm happy answer. to go last. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: I'll go first. Oh, go ahead,
3: Ryan. Right. I'll, I'll... Well, I was just going to say, I, I think what, for me, Union Omaha did was it showed all these different pockets of the soccer culture in Omaha and brought them like together. You know, I mean, I didn't know either of you before this. I didn't know a lot of the people in parliament before this. Um, And, you know, I knew a lot of the people that I, that I see at games. I knew them from American outlaws stuff. Uh, or sporting Kansas City watch parties, but I didn't know that there was there's still a the united one or a Liverpool group or an RC you know i didn't know those things existed <laughs> until I started meeting other people <laughs> there's not because there's just not i don't have a reason how, how does it feel that i, it, I mean i x
0: won before Starkey Manchester united, united one so
3: I just kept talking um but you know it okay <laughs> well, considering I was like the second member, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, um, but I mean, to me, there's always been a good. You know, we just talked about how popular a high school championship game was. Uh, what in 2013, and how many people attended that? I mean, there's always been that need for it and that want to have something like this. I think it's just really it's shown that this culture does exist. Uh, I'm just gonna put it out different there. Different parts of the. Season. I'm relatively yeah. a relatively
0: recent transplant. I have no idea
2: to well, <laughs> <Omaha. laughs> uh,
1: well I, I well, Luke said was like, right? like, I think for me the biggest piece is it's it's provided an opportunity to connect with other people with interests <laughs> in bridges <laughs> and bridges again. <laughs> there's, I, I was hoping i could remember the other thing that we talked about that was very random tonight but you know like it's it's connected me with people that like i otherwise wouldn't have like i mean take monica for instance right monica and i have at least three mutual connections um but we didn't meet until yeah. you know union you know, omaha was a thing and so you, you know i i think there's A lot of that, like I knew Ryan's wife before this, but I never met met him. Like, so I I think it's that opportunity to create the connections between people who were existing in the same spaces but didn't realize they had these mutual interests.
2: Yeah, that was that was really beautifully said. Well done.
0: It's her way of saying it's wrong.
1: Pressure.
2: Well, I, mean, I, I mean, the name is Union Omaha for a reason. So I think, you know, maybe you had a little bit of the marketing and branding. You <laughs> had a piece in that. Um, no, I think, I, honestly, to your point, I think that's really true because you just described all these different pockets. And this is one thing that no one can argue with. Like, if you're part of Omaha and you're part of soccer, no matter what other team you support from a different part of the world, like, Union Omaha, you can get behind that crest. So, like, you nailed it on that piece for sure. I would just say I don't think we've seen the impact of what the Union Omaha will have or can have on the soccer culture of Omaha. I think it, it's yet to be seen still. Um, part of that is because they were restricted in what we could do and how many people we could have in the stadium and um, – you know just the reach that they were able to have in the first year, but to this point, at this point of where they're at and their growth and what they're doing, they're doing all the things right to to build a soccer culture and a community, and so I'm excited to see um what they can do in the future fair assessment?
0: Yeah, I, I i I can't argue with that yeah. um. Awesome. No, we, we still have greatest. to see a full season where there's no COVID restrictions, beginning or end of it. Um and you know, when we actually get to a final we can play the final. That would be really nice. Really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I I'm gonna go ahead and just say like, conversely, if agree. there's a canceled final, Oof. we'd be in first place. Well
0: I, I will I will lend it to them on points. They won the regular season. In championships, they have none.
1: Yeah. Uh, Or how about I (laughs) rephrase that? And Riley can edit that part out. It would be great if the league comes up with, after the fact, an arbitrary set of rules to determine the championship. Those arbitrary set of rules Uh, would favor us.
0: I, I hate to say it, Ben. Technically, at the beginning of the season, they came up with those. I guess much, I, as much as I hate to say it.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so I, it, right? I just I mean, edited I out his second part. What
1: anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, it was just
0: the part I'm saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's, yeah, where, the, yeah.
3: that's uh, where the fine uh, print comes busy in. busy bit way. better. You guys got to read um, it.
0: I don't like yeah, this. I don't like reading this reading segment.
3: the of the week? <laughs>
1: This, this
3: is
0: from a new
1: Chip thing. Ripper,
0: this
1: is a new, right? no, uh, a a new segment, segment. All the yeah, Chip De Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> this is all- Chip. Chip had a question, but really just wanted <laughs> to have a rant on Chip our part. Chip And so I thought, uh, should I do my best? You Chip, you do it in this
0: terrible British accent.
1: rant <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I, I'm even worse at accents. I guarantee. It. Anyway. So we're just, I'm going to read this rant, not necessarily like chip, but as a rant. Okay. What I want is for you to tell me how the league is going to come up with a way to deny us entry into the U S open cup. Because if we go off the 2019 results, which is the most reasonable route of denying us, because we were not a team in 2019. Here's the breakdown. Team number one, North Texas, not a real team. There are two teams. They're not eligible. Number two, Greenville. They'd already be eligible because they won first place in 2020. Team three no longer exists. The most logical backup, if they were trying to deny us, would be Lansing. Uh, Team four currently doesn't have a field, and they finished seventh in 2019. And, of course, team five does not have lights in their stadium. U.S. Open Cups are only played at night. Therefore, they cannot possibly be involved in the U.S. Open Cup. Frankly, yes. Wait, did he mean
3: they finished
0: seventh in
1: 2020? Have you met
0: Chip?
3: Directly finish fifth and seventh in the same season. Not, man, not a lot, man. If I had a nickel,
1: I a have pass, well, many times. Lear has told him to edit his tweets or to proof <laughs> his tweets. I'd have like six nickels. Uh, frankly, if we're not playing, the only reason should be that we don't want to, and that would be more disappointing than the league conspiring against us. Frankly, the league conspiring against us would be great for my US one. USL one based online comedy routine. Hey. I need some more material.
0: And he's At been blocked the by the league now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean, as well he should and have. They,
1: and I'm pretty sure but, he's been blocked by most of the teams. Yeah, the I mean world. our goal our, our goal for Chip this year is to be blocked by every <laughs> yeah, team, independent team in the league. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I think that, that
0: brings us to the I'm not gonna call it a painful end, but no. <laughs> final, All right. final question uh, of the I'm night. I'm gonna lend this to our our absentee host last time. Ben.
1: Oh I think that's me. We do uh Monica, who gives a hoot? Oh. <laughs> we do